2: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Christy
1: Brinkley this morning. When I grow up, I want to look like Christy Brinkley. Isn't she amazing? (laughs) 67 (laughs) 67 years old. 67 years old and still posting bikini pictures. I think I need to start following
2: Christy Brinkley.
1: Yes, you do, because she is still stunning. And she says she's doing it, well, because she can, but also because she wants other ladies of her age to know, hey, you still look great. She said, I post these pictures because I hear from women my age all the time that say, thank you for changing the way people think about the numbers. I remember people thinking that after 30, you should never wear your hair past your shoulders or your hemline needed to hover your kneecaps. I've always found those rules so limiting. She said, if you've got great legs, show them. If there's something about yourself that you really love, celebrate that. Don't be controlled by
2: those numbers. She's so hot.
1: I was watching this.
2: Um, I mean, if I looked like Christy Brinkley, I'd feel pretty good about myself. I'd want to show it off, too. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was watching this thing. She still does photo shoots for, like, magazines. Because she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. four years ago. And it was, like, her and some other models. I think her daughter was there, too, or something like that. And she was talking about how she still loves to do photo shoots. I mean, she looks it was incredible. her life, you
1: know? She yeah. was a supermodel. That was her thing. Hmm. Maybe they'll still let us do a radio show here and there when we're 67. If you want to. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, What else do we have here this morning? The creators of Framing Britney Spears have announced their next documentary. It'll be about the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction at the 2004 Super Bowl.
1: Wow, I cannot believe that was 17 years ago. I just
2: had that same that thought. That was
1: 17 years ago. So yeah. how old was Justin Timberlake then? 12. Isn't he like 40 now? No, I, I think he's I oh, so was 46, he was 40 last year. So he was like 23 when that happened?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He was young. Wow, he was a baby.
2: Yeah, and it will be interesting to see how they treat Justin Timberlake's role in all of this. After the, the Britney Spears documentary... You may recall Justin got dragged enough Mm -hmm. that he issued an apology to both her and Janet for failing them in the past. Justin saw almost zero repercussions for exposing Janet's bejeweled right nipple during the big game, even though one of her stylists recently claimed it was his idea. There's no word if either Janet or Justin will take part in the movie. Personally, I don't see how you can milk this for an entire film. But then again, I suppose if they do it right, they could be looking at a nomination for a breast picture. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And on that, we're going to take a break because we got more. More news to come. Straight ahead. Jeff Jen, Cincinnati's Q102, including the, the, alb- the cassette album that Eminem spent $600 on. He wanted it that badly. He's a collector, you know. <music> CDC data now shows that a growing number of Americans are missing their second scheduled dose of the COVID vaccine. Come on, you gotta get multiple shots. The song is this. Not this.
0: Customs officials in Texas recently seized more than $4 million of methamphetamine hidden inside a truck carrying pickles.
2: Your Vlasic Bait and Switch. (laughs) Due to the pandemic, there's now a nationwide chicken wing shortage. Don't worry, people are taking it in stride. Until the wings come back, Americans are just dipping their fists directly into the blue cheese dressing.
0: (laughs) The Orlando Sentinel Published an op-ed on Friday by a man who claimed he
2: can no longer enjoy Disney World because it's too woke. The man's name? Walt Disney. (laughs) 6.39. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Sunny and warm today with a high of 80. Right now it's 58 at Q102.
1: So Eminem is a pretty serious collector. And one of the unique things that he collects is rap albums on cassette. That's cool. Do they even still make cassette players? I don't. Can you find one anywhere? If you let me look it up on an Amazon, yeah. There's
2: probably you. you yeah. Definitely find used. I don't know if you can find new.
1: I wonder if those will come back around like turntables.
2: If I hope will so because I got millions of them.
1: Yeah. Did you have you saved all of your what air checks?
2: Not all of them, but cassette? I've got. I've... <laughs> To the gym to work out.
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun
2: never ends. Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Got enough that I'd like to find a way to preserve them.
0: Oh Um, yeah, you can buy these. Still, you know those those like little ones too that you can like push the thing and you can record. Yeah. 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 And then they also have, they're calling everything on here retro, retro boombox cassette player.
2: Oh, that's cool. They're oh, that
0: like $37. It's not too bad.
1: Worth every penny. Right? Yeah, right. Right? So one of the more elusive cassettes that Eminem had been looking for was Illmatic by Nas. But he did finally find one, still sealed, and he paid somewhere between five dollars and $600 for it. He says, I think it's backstock from what record stores had in the back storage, the tapes that never sold and they just kept them. It's the only thing I can think of because nobody's going to have a bleeping Illmatic tape and not open it.
2: Man, that's My right. most coveted is probably <laughs> what had to be Ilmatic Nas because, oh, wow. uh, man, I couldn't find it nowhere. I finally found one and it cost like $500, 600 for a sealed copy. I think that they just, it's backstock from like... You know, record stores had in their back the tapes that never sold. So they just kept them and then sold them online. Yeah. Wow. I guess depending on how rare it is. Sure. You, know, you go even on Amazon sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. somebody got the back stock and they've had it sitting sealed in a box. Yeah. Looking to make some money. Yeah. Mm. There it
0: is. I probably have some in my basement at my parents' house somewhere, like cassette singles. Remember right. no how those were because a- singles, yeah. But I just remember going to like the wall because they would have them all on the wall at the Florence Mall. This one store, I can't even remember the name of the store, but it was like this massive wall of like cassette singles that were alphabetized from like A to Z, mm-hmm. wow. and you would just go in and like buy one or see if you could find it. If you yeah. couldn't afford the whole album, it was a nice way to like be able to find your favorite song on there. Yeah.
2: So when I worked at a radio station in New York, our midday personality, Deborah Rath, decided to try and launch a singing career. Mm-hmm. So she went into the studio, she recorded a couple of tracks, she came out with a, a, a single. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she posed for the. She had a professional photographer. She actually got a label to nice. release it. We even played. You know, because we kind of felt pressure for to sure. play it on the radio <laughs> station she, she worked there. She worked there. Yeah. And, Was it any uh, good? It wasn't bad, um, you know. She was a decent singer, but it didn't really go anywhere. But one of the things that uh, her producer asked me to do was to read like the back of uh, of like a, of like a CD. Um, you know how they would have like these disclaimer instructions or something—just random vocal that they would like sample into a dance track. Yeah, you know whether it was like pure energy.
1: Well and people are, a lot of people think it sounds like you metronome.
2: Right. Yeah. So that <laughs> that kind of stuff they yeah. would sample in. So I'm actually on her cassette single, and of course because I was on the single, I had to buy like 100 copies of oh it. Oh God,
1: so how many do you still have? I <laughs> probably have
2: at least 10 of them in a box somewhere. What say, do you yeah.
0: say? Do you remember what you even said? I
2: don't. I'm going to have to dig it up unwrap oh, one and play it and see. on my new cassette player. That's With, so was funny. that one of the big prizes at the station at every live broadcast? Just, <laughs> cases, yeah, just cases of her uh, I know, and here's a single. copy of Deborah Rath's I Need More. <laughs> 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 you, could, you might be be able to find that i wonder what that's going for that's on funny. Right now. <laughs> yeah and not that five or six hundred dollars is gonna break Eminem. and oh m no. but i mean that is a lot of money to pay for a cassette album yeah you must really and he he truly is a collector so if money was no object you know think about like what would you spend that on i was at we were at Kristen's parents this past week and i noticed he had a model of an of a black 1957 Chevy convertible with the red Mm -hmm. interior. Mm -hmm. And I said, what is the significance of this car? Because he he doesn't own any classic cars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a guy that could if he wanted to. And he said, that was my dream car. I always wanted to own the 1957 Chevy Bel Air convertible. It's the classic, iconic American car with the red interior. But I never had the money. And... One year, this one, he's pointing to his wife, Kristen's mother, bought me this saying, well, you've always wanted one. Now you can say <laughs> you, got it. you owned it. And it's interesting because like when he finally, you know, had the dough to, to pay for, he didn't, I guess he, he just, it. yeah.
0: He doesn't want it anymore. I don't
2: know if he got it out of his system or if he was happy and satisfied with the model. But yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool story. So, but everybody's got something, whether it's a car or an album or a toy or mm-hmm. something from your childhood. Maybe it's a Precious Moments figurine. It could be. <laughs> I don't know.
0: You asked that question, though, in our Facebook Live video, and I've been trying to think about something. Like, I don't know of anything that I would be like, I would want that from back then.
2: Well,
1: if you think of it, you should. I don't
0: know. I've been thinking about it. What would it be for you guys? If
1: I could get a hold of a 1995 white Celica convertible, <laughs> you can.
2: are <laughs> <laughs> not that. Hard to acquire. <laughs> yeah. You actually might be able to find that. Aww. Uh, what else do we have here this morning? The days of appointment television. Appointment television. Remember, we used to call it must-see TV. NBC yeah. must-see TV Thursdays. Mm-hmm. GIF. Yeah, those are going away. Slowly but surely disappearing. And award shows seem to be leading that charge to obscurity. Case in point, Sunday's Oscar ceremony, we had a sense, we had a feeling that they would see uh, some of the lower, a slight dip. (laughs) Sure enough, it was the Mm. lowest rated of all time with a mere 9.8 million viewers, which is down 58% from last year's total. Uh, It's also the first time the show has scored less than 10 million people. It's been steadily dropping for years, but this is by far the biggest dip. Uh, a lot of it had to do with not nobody's just you know, seen the, the movies. Nobody's seen
1: any of the movies. I have no idea.
2: Still, Sunday's show was the most watched award show of the year. If that tells oh. you anything, uh, it's too bad. I thought I liked the the celebration of diversity on the show. I liked the stories that they told, like when they would go through the nominees for each movie or for each category, they would tell a story about each of the nominees, about mm-hmm. what inspired them to pursue the craft, whether it be wardrobe design or lighting or the electrical guy or the sound editor or whatever. They they made the category interesting based on the story that inspired them to do what they did. And also they emphasized that... Um, that motion picture uh, fund that helps out people who – you know, or employees that work like behind the scenes. That's
1: well, like a 95% unemployment rate, isn't it, right now in entertainment? It, or I heard that, or is that Broadway in New York? It's somewhere. Yeah, so it's I like 95%. That.
2: So when you talk about people who work in Hollywood, they're people, most of them are people like you and me, you know, the electrician, the set designer, you know, the guy who hangs the lights, the guy mm-hmm. who's holding the mic boom mm-hmm. or whatever. These are working stiffs who are struggling to make ends meet. And they work in the business for a limited amount of time. And then, you know, when they retire quite often, there's no pension. A lot of them don't have 401Ks. Their savings are limited. And so they were talking about uh, MPTF, which is like an organization that helps support them. Mm -hmm. And it provides them with not just services for older adults, but they have health centers, uh, child care uh, health insurance, veterans assistance, other supportive services, even COVID-19 relief funds. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who works for that organization, and they do amazing work. So they got some some they props some on it. Yeah, it was That's nice cool. to see that. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.